alchemy. The seemingly magical process of creation. The medieval chemistry of the transformation of matter. Success stories are great, but those are not the only stories that exist. Let's dig deeper. The Alchemy Podcast. We're live. We're live? How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling good, man. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, I just want to give you an idea of why I started this podcast. It is mm -hmm. called The Alchemy. It's based on a medieval chemistry that was, as you know, because you said you watch Full Metal Alchemist, but yes. being able to turn matter or literal any kind of metal into gold. And that's what I want to do with these stories. I want to inspire young creatives. I want them to turn whatever circumstance they're in into gold by not giving up. So, you know, we, we were talking about how you started acting at age three yes and you're 22 yeah so damn near 20 years <laughs> damn near 20 years of yeah. acting i turned 23 on may 8th so basically happy happy years. early birthday man. thank you what was that like man uh well when i was young i didn't really you know register anything that much yeah. but i guess I, my whole life i guess because because i also did sports at the same time so it wasn't just like, oh, I traded in sports for acting as a kid. You know, I did everything as a kid. So it would be every single day after school, I would have to learn my lines before I went to school because after school, I'd have to leave my last class early so that I could get into New York to get to the audition yeah. with my lines. And then after the audition, I had to rush back to New Jersey because I had baseball practice because it was like Wednesday or something. And then at, I would have at, at that age. Did you love it as much? Like, were you excited about it or was it just like something that, you know, that somebody else was pushing you to do more? So I don't think I, I don't think I knew what it was now. Now, looking back on it, yeah. I think I just always saw it as just what my life was like, you yeah. know? Because it was from such a young age, and <clears throat> it was during the whole process of when things really start to take root in your life as to what life is. Mm -hmm. um, it was during such a such a um, a life changing moment uh, that I just kind of assumed that it was just the way things were. You know, mm -hmm. like I didn't just go to go home after school to do my homework. I yeah. would go into the city to do an audition, and I'd have to do my homework on the car ride in or on the car ride back because I have to, you know, yeah. make the most of my time. I think it I think it helped prepare me for the real world at the same time as it was kind of exhausting as a child. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's like you you get excited. I, I know I get excited about a lot of projects. I I go out and I think that I've got it. Like you just get that feeling in the room, and you got to kind of recreate and manufacture hope. Like this is gonna be the one. Mm -hmm. This gig is the life changing one. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't get it, and like you go through so many years of that, and like as far as um. As far as like how that has shaped your your attitude with music right now, how has that shaped that for you? Um, the thing that I love about my music is that nobody can tell me no. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I can't I can't walk into a room with all of this hope and sing one of my songs that I wrote to somebody and they tell me no and me be like, oh man, well. 
Like, maybe I'll get the net. Like, these are my songs. Nobody yeah. can tell me no to them. I'm not trying to pretend to be somebody else. I know exactly what these songs are. They're from my heart. I know that they're a yes. It's just a matter of finding the right person who also knows that it's a yes. Yeah. But yeah. growing growing up, I mean, it's you're literally walking into rooms all of the time just being told no. And, yeah. it's, and, and it's no different than that. You're just being told no. And I know it can sound a little bit like, oh, he's just not getting what he wants and stuff like that. But think about, like, that's, it's work. I mean, people yeah. live their lives as actors. It's work. I have to learn, I have to read scripts. I have to learn 10 pages of lines. Mm -hmm. Like, like you put 10 pages of lines in front of me now, even though, like, since I've been doing it as a child, I can learn them, like, yeah. like that. Overnight. Overnight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's the crazy thing. Yeah. yeah. As a as like a seven year old kid, yeah. They would send me six pages of lines the day before the audition. Shit. And I have to go to practice. I have to learn the lines that I have to do that day. Yeah. I have to go to the actual audition and do it. Like, I mean, that's so much shit going on. And especially school. I was never good at school because I had to do all this stuff and no teachers understood because they always thought I was just like a a punk kid and stuff like that so you feel like you missed out on being a kid a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit but I, I i don't complain about it because i had so many awesome opportunities that i know a bunch of other people would want but at the same time you can't knock other people's problems and and i feel like yeah i would have liked to have been able to kick back and and relax as a kid as <clears> much as <throat> as much as you know every other kid got to do and you know i was lucky enough i i have parents that are absolutely phenomenal people so shouts out to denise hardigan yeah shouts out to denise <laughs> and uh and dan yes um, and dan but it was just it's just something i was a working child yeah you know, all the time i never yeah. stopped and i haven't stopped to this day hmm. and you started singing at 14 right yeah, I started singing at 14. What was that uh, that sort of discovery like for you? Uh, the transition was difficult because I had been acting for such a long time and I had this like bug implanted in my head that if I stopped acting, then that would basically be me quitting. Mm. So I had this difficult, difficult time period where it was like 14 to 16 where... I had to give up one thing. I had to either give up school, mm -hmm. which you can't do, really, <laughs> even though that was like my number one option to give up was school. Yeah. I had to either give up school, sports, acting, or music, one or the other, because yeah. as a you know a fourteen year old kid, I'm also trying to like you know meet girls and have yeah. a social life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided <laughs> to give up on on sports at that time, but I was going into the city for auditions and then I had I was in a band in the city so I went from my audition to the band and then I had to work on my schoolwork and everything. so so those two years were like absolutely exhausting years yeah. yeah um but it made me realize that I liked music more than I liked anything else in the world it's fucking dope yeah, yeah. it made its way it it made its way through the whole mix which nice. I think is really good. And speaking of which, Happy Ever After, make sure you go get that. That's online right now, right? Yeah, Amazon, Happy Ever After. Where else can we find that? You can find that anywhere. anywhere? Yeah, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. Go get that shit. 
This kid is really dope. Um, I seen him perform live. I'm not just saying that. I seen him. I, I came out and I supported his show. Mm -hmm. And he's a great showman. And his he's getting better and better every time I see him. That's the truth. Um, so take me from 14. What was your journey like from your, your discovery, from discovering, you know, I love music, to now being on The Voice and just auditioning to the, for The Voice and not knowing whether you're going to get it or not? Yeah. So around this time, I had kind of realized that I needed to really commit myself to one art specifically mm -hmm. in terms of a business perspective. Because if I'm trying to make a living off of my art, which is one of the hardest things to do in this world, I really have to dedicate myself to it. So around this time, I decided that I was going to dedicate myself to music. Like 14, 16, I was in this band. Mm -hmm. Then that band split up and I started a solo career which was like pop rock music. And I was living in Brooklyn mm. for a little while. Uh, and it took me down a really like gross, destructive path where I had this idea in my head that I had to be this character, not only on stage, but off stage as well. Yeah. And, you know, I had to be this like rock and roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. prick kind of disrespectful to people and that it's, whole mentality. It's weird, man. It's weird how like, you you're in this art form right and you're you go from acting to where it's telling you the character that you need to be mm -hmm. and then you go into music and you, that's part of the journey you know also so there's nothing wrong with experimenting with different personas mm -hmm. just as long as at the end you find your truth yeah but it's funny how like you go from doing these these characters for such a long time and you know that you're still trying to find yourself and your truth and that's the hardest part to find isn't it uh, dude i don't even know if i've like i'm pretty sure i found myself but you're right man my whole entire life has been pretending to be other people and i re haven't really had an opportunity to sit down well i have as of late in my mm -hmm. later years so like around like 2021 i had a buddy casey and he's an incredibly spiritual guy and he kind of helped me figure out how to meditate and sit in moments and and allow myself to to think on you know my energy and connection to the world that is everything right there. oh that shit is everything it was so important yeah. it yeah. was so big i mean it it molded it molded me more than my entire childhood i think it yeah. was like it made me realize that i loved the earth and mother nature and hikes and people and conversations and reading energies off of people and really letting it affect me in ways yeah you know i think living in new york or living into jersey living in jersey um you get into this mentality of like a go 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 mm -hmm. you know um team no days off yeah no sleep hustle work hard yeah and you never really get a chance to prioritize self-reflection which is equally as important like if you work out your days of rest are so important so your muscles can heal mm -hmm. the same goes for the mental you you yeah. need time to heal from all your shit. but um that's that's great that you do that man i i respect that but um the days leading up to your your audition for for the voice what was that like or getting into that um the, what was it like as far as being on that stage and auditioning and not knowing what the fuck was gonna happen yeah, yeah. i was i was done with music right before I auditioned for The Voice. And my mom signed me up to audition for The Voice wow. because she said, 
you can't, you know, give up or quit because I had been doing it my whole entire life. So yeah. I was, I was just, I was so fed up and done. And then she signed me up for the voice and I said, all right, I'll, I'll go do it because she kind of forced me to do it. That whole Italian Greek mentality. <laughs> um, can't say no to my mom. Uh, so I went in, I auditioned without expecting anything like I had been doing for a while. And then they flew me out to California and I just kept auditioning from that point on. And I guess the wheels started turning again mm -hmm. and my appreciation for music started coming back in. And since I was doing interviews with the show and talking about where my music comes from and the feeling that it gives me and all of those conversations, which I haven't had in a very long time, started making me, you know, it made me realize, wow, I do, this is what I do. This mm -hmm. is what I want to do for the rest of my life is this. Yeah. Whether it bears fruit to success in terms of money or anything like that, it doesn't matter because I'm, I wanna live my life based on relationships and my emotion and the feelings that I get. And, and this is what does it for me. Yeah. So I auditioned for The Voice and I made it on and from that point on, I was dedicated to music. That's what's up, man. And it's it's really cool to see that, um, you know, Kelly Clarkson's been such a big supporter of you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's such a huge thing. I know when we're working really hard as young creatives, it's the best thing in the world to have somebody that's on a on an international level or just you know, somebody that we look up to that, that gives us that validation, man. That's huge. It's just, it's just like, it's a, th that sliver of validation is so important. And this is like just a huge clump. It's like, I mean, Kelly Clarkson believes in me as an artist. That's, it's, I mean. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, how do you, how do you get to a point in your life where you're, you know, you 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 start making connections with people like that and and they have an influence on your artistry. And now I can say that I've had the privilege of talking to her and yeah. hearing what she has to say about my music. And she's given me the opportunity to perform on her stage. And I mean, it's just it's an unbelievable experience. I'm really happy with the way that my my life is going and. I'm pretty blessed to say that. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's huge. At 21 getting acknowledged by on an international level. Yeah. That's that's huge. What are like the last 5 songs you listen to on your on your phone? Or or who are your top 5 artists that you listen to? Not top 5. No, no, no. I want to hear the last 5 songs. The last 5 songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay, so there's a song called Crack the Case, okay, by Dawes. All right. Which is really been influencing my sound as of late. So I'm in the process of figuring out the sounds that I want for the songs that I'm making. Yeah. So I'm kind of listening to songs that influence that. Mm -hmm. So it would be that, it would be Scars by James Bay for more of that um, uh, accessible sound, you yeah. know, because yeah. his songs were so big and so many people listened to them. And that's kind of what I want because I want people to listen Mm -hmm. to the music so that it can affect them yeah um Definitely. gregory alan isikov basically anything from him is fantastic he's one of my favorite artists of all time 
a song called Sylvia Plath mm. by Ryan Adams, uh, who's in some bad water right now, deservedly. And <laughs> and um, ah, oh, what is this? Oh, ah, oh, Tom Waits. I forget the name of the song, but I've been listening to it a lot lately. But it's a Tom Waits song because yeah. he's a like he's an unbelievable poet. Yeah, and I base yeah. a lot of like the things that I like off of lyricism. Dope. Yeah, and he has a way with words. That's for sure. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't believe I was able to name all five songs. Usually, yeah. Usually, usually I'm like, um, um. I thought um, by number four I lost you, man. Yeah. I <laughs> no, I, I I caught it back. I caught it back. I caught it back. It's that meditation right there. Yeah. I was like, I was like. So what do you? What are you? What is like your impossible dream with music? What do you hope to accomplish someday that is like huge for you? So from from a standpoint of success in terms of business, because because with our passion and and our love for it, also mm -hmm. comes a business mindset of wanting to be able to live a sustainable life. And yeah. I want to be able to live a sustainable life because I want to have a wife and kids and you yeah. know a dog and and wherever we live. But I want to be able to take care of a family at at some point if I have to. Um, so from a business standpoint, I want to be touring and playing shows and making a sustainable amount of money but that's not really that's not the point yeah you know yeah. that's just the that's just the sidebar the real thing is i want to perform for thousands of people in a space where they're allowed to feel like they can express themselves in any way yeah and allow the music my music to take them there mhm mm that's the most important thing to me. It's not an award. It's not money. It's not, you know, how many fans. It's the ability to be in a space full of people and have them express themselves using my music to do it. I respect that, man. That's that's huge. It's almost like a little little bit of like a, a church type of feel, but soulful. A hundred percent a church soulful. type yeah, of feel. A hundred percent. I mean, that's. That's like a and and I haven't had a religious I don't have a religious background and I also don't have like a like a religion specifically but there is just something about gospel music and church and the energy and the feeling and the expression in the room when it's happening yeah. I mean Aretha Franklin has this record where she booked out this church in I think hmm. I think in in North Carolina or something or South Carolina and she booked a South Carolina gospel um choir and she just went in there and they recorded this with the like with the crowd audience I think right yeah um and it's just you feel it yeah you yeah, feel yeah. it you don't even have to see it you just feel what's happening in the room and mm -hmm. you're like oh my god it affects your entire body it's so funny man like it, like the music that I was raised on is definitely Aretha Franklin, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, The mm -hmm. Temptations, very, very deep in soul. Yeah. Those influences came from my father. My father, the least religious man in the world, does not believe in God at all, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, where do you think that music came from? It came from the churches, and I'm not saying it came from God, mm -hmm. but it came from something that you can't even really put into words. It's a belief in the unseeable, you know? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's, 
And that's why that's why I think music resonates so much in the religious community, in the gospel community, because you can't see it. You just feel it. And I think it's the same thing with God in a mm -hmm. sense. You you don't see him or her or it. You feel him, her, or it. And yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's just such a amazing thing to be able to do. Yep. To tap into. Absolutely. And it's once a connection. Once you connect to that in your any art form, not just music or, you know, whatever it is. You have to try to find that feeling in everything that you do. And you don't necessarily have to be successful at it, but you have to at least be on the journey of that truth, man, mm -hmm. because that's everything. Um, how can we keep up with you? And also, is there anything that you're working on that you can talk about <laughs> or not? You don't have to, man. I can, but... I can, I can, sli <laughs> I can slip it in there. Can you I hint can, it? Yeah, can I you can hint, hint it? I can hint at it. Yeah. I, um, have a pretty unbelievable opportunity coming down the road oh, with some some high class musicians, okay, and high class studio in the biggest music city in the world, Nashville. Got you, got you. Okay, um, and I might be working on my EP down maybe there. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. And maybe, <laughs> maybe not going down there in like June and July to record it. Okay. You know? And maybe, maybe not look out for that. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, we'll see. maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, man. How can dude. we keep up with you Instagram wise? Um, you can follow me at Dylan Hardigan Music on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and then I think my Twitter is Dylan's music with a Q, like yes. like um music soul child with a Q. Gotcha. Uh and then yeah, I mean just if you ever see me in person, give me a big hug or you can smack me on the back. That's what my dad always does. <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure that you look out for what might or might not be coming out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And also happy ever after online right now. Dylan, thank you so much for coming, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Yes. I, I, you know, I love talking to you. Yes, man. It's like Keep a it up. pleasure. Yes, man. Keep mm -hmm. it up. Keep up the hard work. I love your journey. It's inspiring, and I love supporting everything that you're doing, man. Thanks, man. Keep you too. Up. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes. All and right, let's are... go drink. Yes. <laughs>